Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Steve Bruce out of our fucking football club. (laughs) (laughs) I do have fun making these things, I'll tell you what. (laughs) There you go. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Talk of the Two in a football podcast. My name's Will Blake, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgie and Gray. Merry Christmas, boys. How are we doing? Merry Christmas. Good. Please, I'm not in London. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for rubbing that in. Can't go home, see my family or friends, but it's all good. But of a joke, you know what I mean. Talk of us going to uh, tier four from Boxing Day, apparently. Yeah, well, at least you get to have Christmas with your families. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't know already, uh, Newcastle were unceremoniously dumped from the Carabao Cup last night after losing our quarterfinal match to a weakened Brentford side, by the way, currently playing in the championship, which left me kind of confused because I thought people dressed in red and white were supposed to make you happy and bring joy at Christmas. Um, so a little bit confused on that front, Brentford the motherfuckers. Really, really disappointing result. Hodgie, I think we're absolutely chomping at the bit to get involved. I think we watched most of it and we're absolutely seeing them. Oh, yeah. It's an awful sign of the times, especially going into the run of games we have. What are your thoughts of the Brentford match? Uh, on the Brentford match, it was just so ridiculous. Like there was no leadership from no one. Nobody had any composure. There was no drive. It was so lackluster. I think. Bruce came with absolutely zero plan and the players, I think, fed off that. It looked like they never even actually got off the bus to go and play. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I think one of the commentators said as well, oh, Bruce has come along and picked a strong team. So he had a centre mid playing at centre back. He had Fraser, who's like started two games this season. Murphy, who's been in shit form. Longstaff, who's been in shit form. And it was Yedlin's second start. Mm. That doesn't sound like a strong team to me, like is it? I mean, I think it was only strong on paper. In reality, looking back, Gray, do you want to chime in? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, pick up on one point Hodge made fairly early on there, and the fact that he thinks Bruce came in without a plan. When does Bruce ever have a plan? I yeah. think that's very realistic. <laughs> on paper, it probably was the strongest team we could put up, but it's not on current form. Like you said, Longstaff's been having a shocker. Lewis has been having a shocker. Murphy, just don't get me started on him. The only plus point from yesterday was not seeing Hendricks get a game. <laughs> Might have been better than long stuff. And to, to say it's a weekend Brentford side as well, I tried to think what the result would have been had it been yeah. and had Ivan Tony on the pitch as well for the entire game. And his current streak of form would have been an interesting watch. Yeah, I know we're all 
we're all laughing and, and having a joke and it's all merry and this is a Christmas podcast, but Bruce has to go. It can't go on any longer. I mean, we've been lucky to get where we are so far this season. This was our best chance at going on and at least getting to a, a semi-final of a cup in years. And we've just thrown it away. We've thrown it away. At one point, we had four strikers on the pitch. Joe Linton, Wilson, Andy Carroll and Dwight Gale. And still couldn't fucking do anything. That's his plan. Just throw as many big lads onto the pitch as he can and just hit and hope. I think it typified it at one point when I think Andy Carroll ran into Sean Longstaff or yeah, pushed him out the way, didn't he? He had a one. T- also, Andy Carroll came on, had a one-two, but was nowhere near receiving the two of the one and two. So the ball <laughs> just goes straight out of play. A number of times I saw Sean Longstaff just fire it out of play. Mm. I mean, it was rainy underfoot and they were like, oh, well, it's a skiddy surface. On You know, the commentator's like, well, no, <laughs> no. If it's accurate, it'll go to the players. No fucking talking about it's skidding off the surface and, and, fight and going straight out of play. He's just smacked it out of play. You're a Premier League fucking footballer, by the way, a playmaking midfielder, supposedly, and you can't pass a fucking football. It's absolute jokes. They played us off the fucking park. They didn't look that convincing, and they've played us off the park, and they've made us look silly. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they made a Premier League team look like a League One team or even League Two team. Shelby was nowhere near. Longstaff, were, like, we've, we've already touched on him, and he was absolutely ridiculous. Like I, I gave him a one in my ratings, but I think I wanted to really give him a zero. I think I only gave him one because he turned up. He was actually on the team bus and, and made it made his travels down. I just don't like surely you would be pumped up for a game like that. It's a quarter final, it's a chance to really push on and make a bit of a stamp, be the first team in however god God knows many years for Newcastle side to actually get into a semi final. Mm. Just absolutely begging begging belief. The only people that looked like they wanted to actually try for me was Wilson. Fraser in the first half looked a bit alive. He wanted to try and be a bit more direct at people. He was screaming at people, actually. I kept hearing him on the commentary coming through on the TV that he was screaming at people, misplaced passing, telling them what he thought of them. So was Clark, actually, as well. But you, you can't just do it with three players. It needs to be everybody. This goes back to a point I made a few podcasts ago. You say no one was up for the game. I can't see anyone on that team sheet getting the players psyched up to actually go and play that match. Like you say, it's our first opportunity to get into the semi-final of a cup with a favourable draw compared to the teams who are left in it. The players should have been chomping a bit, raring to go and actually making a point after what's been two, three terrible performances in the Premier League. There is the one chance before Christmas to to actually make an example, show the desire that they have to play for the club and to do well at the club before we go and play Man City and Liverpool. Our next three games are Man City on Boxing Day, Liverpool on New Year's Eve, and then Leicester City on the 3rd of Jan. If we get a point from those three games, I'd be amazed. Yeah, I'll just, I'll come in here. I think think we're even lucky to get to the quarterfinals, if I'm being perfectly honest. I can remember, Hodge, you and I watching that Blackburn game in the Mm -hmm. second round, and they completely played us off the park, and I think it was against the run of play that we scored a goal. So we're lucky to make it through there, really on... On merit of play, they probably should have come away with that one. We then smacked Morecambe 7-0, but it's Morecambe and they had a player sent off. So you think, right, fair enough. That's more, you know, what we're expecting. That's a bit better. And then we had to go through on penalties against fucking Newport County, Mm -hmm. who scored late in the game. 
just not a convincing run of play. And I think it shows again this look that we talk about that Bruce is enjoying or has enjoyed, but that looks run out now and it's only going to continue running out. We're not going to get anything. Let's be realistic. We're not going to get anything at all from the next three games. I'd be fucking amazed. Straight after that, we've got the FA Cup third round against Arsenal. Arsenal are having a shocker at the minute, but they'll still win that. No doubt. Then we've got Sheffield United. Okay, they're bottom of the table. That'll be the game where they find a bit of form and come and smack us. I'm just keen to write the season off now, to be honest. Like, I'd snap your hand off it if we could just not be relegated and just and say, right, that's the end of the season. We'll take it where we are and just put it all behind us. It's been awful this season. It's really going to be interesting to see what comes comes out of this because the teams that are kind of below us, Leeds, they'll find wins because the way that they're playing. So they're going to they're going to probably be safe by the end of the season. Arsenal are struggling, but they've got some quality, so they should still be beating poor teams and getting results. Burnley being turned it round. Brighton have got the ability to do something. Even Fulham have started changing. I'm really worried that these teams are going to catch us up in these next couple of games and we're going to be sitting 17, 18 in the league and it's going to be oh we will absolute bum twitching time and if nothing's done about it will we get relegated with Bruce it's it's a it's going to be a fact he's had teams relegated before he's not got enough to to keep us up we need to make a change and it needs to happen in January do you reckon the club gave Bruce a chance because they knew that the takeover was in the pipeline and that they thought it might be his last chance to manage his childhood club and just to give him a bit of a favour because you kind of know if we are going to get financial backing from the Saudis that we are going to be upping our game, hopefully bringing in the likes of, I don't know, really like the Pochettinos, the managers who can take us to that next level. Mm, I don't think there's any sentiment in football at all. You'd love to think there is, but the earliest sentiment goes back probably Alan Shearer coming back to Newcastle, and that was a really sentimental like boyhood move. Uh, no, I think the answer to your question, this is a man that's managed Sunderland for a number of years. He is just an old-fashioned manager who is probably... Well, he wasn't available. I guess he was at Sheffield Wednesday. I can't really, in hindsight, get my head around the move or why we brought him in or what his grand plan or aspirations were for the club. The club's backed him. They've given him money and he's gone out and spent it, but he's not using that resource to, to full effect. I think one really telling sign is Newcastle Twitter or the hashtag NUFC if you went through all the results yesterday after the match it was just a miserable miserable read and a miserable place there's not one positive that anyone can pull out even the most antagonistic of Newcastle United journalists can't support what he's doing or or can't find a way to get behind the team everyone has turned on him now I mean I know it's not every single Newcastle United fans on Twitter or whatever but it's a great sample and if 100% of fans on Twitter are unhappy and want to get rid of him, that tells you something about the, the wider fan base. It's just not sustainable. Surely the club needs to be looking at him and, and taking the fans' feelings and the fans' opinions into mind. He needs to go, and it'll be good to get someone in before January. I know I know, it's it's asking a lot, but you want a new manager to come in and make his own signings. Hodgie? I think Dan's a great question. I think he was a space filler. I think he was something that was... On Ashley's plan, I need to get someone in who's probably going to try and just hold fort, keep us where we need to be until the club's out of my hands and then they can do what they want. Um, And there wasn't really many people with enough, I say, Premier League experience. He he's had it and he's managed a lot of clubs, so he ticked the box in that respect. But he didn't need to. He didn't need to do anything special because I think once Ashley's hands were wiped clean of the club. It would have been nothing to do with him. He ha- he has said in the past that he wants to sell to 
an owner or a group that are going to take the club forward. Yeah. He doesn't really care. He's just saying that. He he literally doesn't care. He could he could sell it to anyone as long as he gets his money. In my in my mind, like why why would he care? Yeah. No, I think you yeah, I think you're spot on there. I mean, again, we yeah, we probably do need to move it on fairly soon, but on a number of occasions and I think a number of fans picked up on this yesterday, we often found ourselves in an attacking position or could go on and actually challenge and try and nick ourselves a goal but the ball ended up back with Darlow and how many times this season have we seen that us in an attacking position in the opposition's third and the ball within two or three passes ending up back with fucking Carl Darlow as good as he's been Carl Darlow can't really influence us going forward so what's the fucking point man just keep the pressure on pressure them in their you know in their third make them make mistakes let's play a high press it's it's an effective form of football. We've got the players and the pace and the appetite within the players usually to do it. So why aren't we doing that? Why are we letting them continue to fucking bombard us and just hope that we can come away and nick something? Fucking ridiculous, man. Hey, anyway. But it's anyway, Christmas yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, Merry, Merry fucking Christmas. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit, man, honestly. Hodgie, I know you've got something prepared. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take it away? Yeah, I can do, man. It's all good. Christmas podcast, it would be silly not to try and link it in with some Christmas football. Christmas Day football has been part of the norm of life until about the 50s in England when they stopped doing actually Christmas Day football. I think it was 1959. My research was the last time that it was done. I think every other day now is kind of a couple of days before or usually Boxing Day. The main kind of one that I wanted to kind of pick up on was the Christmas Day game that was in 1914 during a Christmas truce between the Germans and the English troops. Have you heard about this by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely magical moment and I think to bring something back like a Christmas Day football fixture would be quite a cool thing to do. But without further ado, we'll go straight into a bit of a quiz fears. A couple of different questions. It's a, a quite broad quiz. This is nothing directly related to Newcastle or anything. Question there's six questions, sorry, in total as well. So question one. Which manager, a current manager actually, had his festive day ruined as his dad was sacked on Christmas Day? Was it Jose Mourinho? Was it Arsene Wenger? Was it Gus Hiddink or Scolari? So his dad was sacked on Christmas Day. Yeah. I have a feeling it was Jose Mourinho. I think you might have given away by saying current manager. That's yeah. true. Scolari's still a manager. <laughs> Scolari's still a manager, so it's Gus Hiddink. Who are you going for? Oh, uh, Mourinho. Mourinho. Mourinho is correct. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> nice. Question number two. Where do FC Santa Claus play? Is it... Norway, Denmark, Lapland, or Iceland? FC Santa Claus. <laughs> well, I think the the obvious one to go for would be Lapland. Yeah, I'm I don't think... Maybe a trick question. Yeah, I was thinking more Denmark. All right, go out. I'll, I'll go Lapland, fuck it. It is Lapland. Hey, sometimes the obvious <laughs> ones are just the actual ones, aren't yeah, they? Based in uh, Rovaniemi, apparently, which is the commercial capital of Lapland, which is oh, a yeah, no, well, in Finland, I think. Good yeah. night out in uh, Rovaniemi. <laughs> well, imagine signing for FC Santa Claus. It's a weird thing. Like, I hope they play in red and white. I think, I think they do play in red and white. Yeah, I think so. They're going to have a mascot as a reindeer as well. <laughs> I think Santa's the mascot. Is the badge is Santa writing with a big feather quill pen <laughs> on a bit of paper. That's their badge with the FC Santa Claus over the top and two balls to the side of him. Oh, it's weird. I can't wait to see them in the, in the Champions League. In the <laughs> yeah. Question three: Which of these pundits 
was born on Christmas Day? Is it Jeff Stellan? Is it Chris Kamara? Is it Charlie Nicholas? Or is it Jim White? Well, it's easy to make the Christmas Kamara joke here, isn't it? So I'm I'm really hoping it's him based on that. Uh, I'll go Chris Kamara, just for shit and gigs. Kamara for Will? I was thinking Chris Kamara as well. You're going Chris Kamara as well? It's unbelievable, Jeff, it is. Is it? Yeah, Chris Kamara. Oh, so it's actually Christmas Kamara. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was born on Christmas Day. Which Premier League side holds the record for the highest points tally at Christmas? Is it Man United? Is it Chelsea? Is it Arsenal? Or is it Liverpool? I was going to either say City or Liverpool. So City's not in there, so it can't be them. Fuck, I'm going to go Liverpool. I think it it might be Liverpool last year. Going for Liverpool. It's Manchester United. Oh, 93-94 season. They got oh, really? Italy, yeah. Christmas, Christmas number one title. Um, <laughs> Christmas number one single as well, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Next question. What was funny about 1937's Christmas Day fixture between Charlton and Chelsea? Got a couple of options for you here. The game was called off after they lost their only ball because it was the only orange ball they had. A fan threw a Christmas pudding at the referee and the game got called up. <laughs> the game was suspended due to fog uh, without one goalkeeper realising. And Charlton forgot to turn up, so Chelsea won by default. Which is it? Surely it can't be the last one. Can't have forgotten to turn up. I really want it to be the orange ball one. Yeah, I so... that. Were they playing with white balls in the 30s? They're probably playing with those pig bladder ones back then, weren't they? The fucking the maroony ones that were well, yeah, rock solid. In, uh, in 1966, they're still using brown balls, weren't they? So yeah, so I don't think oh, it could be that. Chalk that one off then. Powers of deduction. What were the other two? A fan threw a Christmas pudding at the referee, <laughs> so he called the game off. And the other one was the game was suspended due to fog without one goalkeeper realizing. Oh, so you inadvertently ruled out the fact that uh, Charlton didn't turn up. So, uh, no, because he, no, he said, what's the other two? And you've already talked about the first two. Uh, I thought yeah. I got him there. Yeah. Uh, I really want it to be the Christmas pudding, but I think it's going to be the boring fog one. I think the fog was quite funny, The fact that one goalkeeper is just left out there having no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for the Christmas pudding. You're going to go I'll Christmas go, pudding? I'll go fog. You're going fog. The correct answer is the fog. Sam Bartum oh, remained on the pitch without seeing that everyone had left and was only informed 15 minutes later by a policeman <laughs> who happened to walk past him. Oh my god, <laughs> how just... foggy must it have been? Like, I, I, I realise that fog prevents you hearing sound as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's that really thick fog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the last question, how many teams have gone on to win the Premier League after being top at Christmas? 11, 13, 17 or 20? Hmm... Uh, oh, good question. Uh, <laughs> How long's the Premier League been going again? Since 92. Yeah, it's a transfer. I'm thinking it was only a handful because, I mean, Newcastle United famously fucked that one up, didn't they? Yeah, thanks Thanks again, Gray. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go go all 20. All 20? All 20, okay. Nah, I, d- I don't think it'll be 20. I think it's probably going to be on the lower side, so I'm going to go 11. Bullshit. 11 is good. <laughs> well done. Smashed it. There you go. There's some Christmas points in the bag. If only we hadn't had to re-record that. <laughs> oh, you're such a... I edit this, so you're getting a fucking lump of coal. Right, well, that's... Oh, geez, Christmas quiz corner for you. Oh, geez, Christmas quiz. <laughs> 
Merry Christmas. Oh, man. oh, well, thanks very much, Hodge. Well, it's not all over. I've got a bonus quiz for you. Oh. I'm being dead generous this time of year, you know what I mean? Santa Hodge. All right. So in this quiz, I've got some footballers that have festive names. I'm going to give you their age and previous clubs. You're going to have to tell me their name. Does that make sense? Nice. That makes sense. Right. Yep. Awesome. Cool. So the first person is 31. He was at, he's been at Newcastle, Preston on loan, Liverpool, West Ham on loan, West Ham as a full transfer, and back to Newcastle. Who is it? Ah, oh, Andy Christmas Carroll. Andy Christmas Carroll is correct. See? Yeah, Dead easy one to get you <laughs> into it. Dead easy one yeah, to get you into it. Got confidence up now. <laughs> I love it. The next one is a belter. <laughs> He's currently playing still. He's 39. He's played for Olympia, which he is currently playing for and started his career at. He's been at Bayern Munich, Blackburn, Man City, been at Real Betis on loan, been at Malaga and Cruz Azul. Who is it? I d- well, I've got a player in mind, but I'm not sure how it works. What do you mean? I'm think- well, I'm thinking it's Martin Di Michaelis, but... No. Oh, what's he called then? It's a centre-half, isn't it? Nope. Striker. Some Paraguay, if that helps. Oh, yes, I know it now. It's uh, it's Rocky Santa Cruz, isn't it? Rocky Santa Cruz. There you go. You're getting that. There you, there you go. Great. Come in Santa whenever Cruz. you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm struggling, yeah. He's Scrooge, man. He's Scrooge. Oh, God, right. <laughs> this next one, he's uh, 32. He's currently still playing. First club was Rosario Central. Then he went to Benfica. Then he went to Real. Then he went to Manu. And he's currently at PSG. Oh, it's uh, Angel or Angel Di Maria. We're smashing it here. He really is. Yeah, he's all over it. It's right. right up my street, this kind of quiz. They get a little bit harder. Oh, I think it's a chance then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one. He's 35. He's currently still playing. He's played for Sevilla and Man City. Jesus Navas. Fuck. Straight away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, he, him, or, him or Gabriel right. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus must be in here somewhere. Oh, fuck right. Yeah, Jesus Navas. Or Jesus yep. Navas was correct. Yeah. Next one. He's 40. Doesn't play anymore. Club Spurs. Hmm. Just Spurs. Just Spurs? Yep. And he's fo- 40. He also goes along with Guy, who's 28. He's played for Man U, Preston North End on loan, Brunchen Munchen Gladbach on loan, Hull City on loan, Blackburn Rovers on a full transfer, and currently plays at Bournemouth. Oh, uh, King. Is it Ladley King? Oh, Yes, Ledley oh, King was the first Ledley one. And, and Josh King. Josh King, and then there will be a ah, third one. Andy King? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, this is well done. Rocket. This, this is a really useless talent, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Naming footballers. Maybe you've got a mastermind or something. 
Oh, mad. Yeah, I don't know what the questions would be like. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you've just absolutely smashed that quiz out the park then. That was me. That oh. was the uh, backup quiz, but I'm glad it was <laughs> the backup one. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that. Probably should have given the listeners at home a bit more of a chance, but, you know, I've got to... <laughs> yeah, I've not been la- on... Especially with the last king, the three wise kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you were getting at? Yes. Um... <laughs> my bad, sorry. I've, I've just been on I've been on such shit form lately. I've got to bring my uh, my ego back up. <laughs> Well, well done anyway, that was good. The most important question this time of year, and let's start with Monsieur Gray. What is your favourite Christmas film and why? Favourite Christmas film? It's probably got to be Home Alone, just because I've pretty much watched it every year. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just I just think it's a great, great film. <laughs> They're not going to sign us up as fucking film critics anytime soon, are they? I like it because I've watched it every year. I guess you wouldn't go back to watching it every year if you didn't like it. Do you like the one when he's literally the first one or the one where he's in New York? No, it's, it's the first one. Yeah, First one. I quite like the New York one, you know. Yeah, the New York okay. one's good as well. But yeah, you've got to stick with the original. You've seen that mad pigeon lady that everyone's saying looks like Piers Morgan? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, have a look on uh, have a look yeah, on the internet. Just put put Piers Morgan and uh, Home Alone Pigeon Woman. <laughs> well, it's a very specific niche. <laughs> well, obviously everyone's starting to watch it again now, and people are drawing similarities between the two. Morgan Pigeon Lady from Home Alone, yeah, or yeah, Pigeon Lady will probably do. <laughs> absolute fucking spitting image man right one vote for home alone home alone one specifically hodgy your favorite christmas film it's hard man it's hard because i've got a couple that i kind of like elf's pretty good one with will ferrell cracker hey buddy you sound like that guy from the fucking goonies (laughs) hey you guys hey buddy hope you find your dad it's the war yeah 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 I like I like the Grinch as well. The Grinch is fucking hilarious. Uh, the Grinch, oh. yeah, the Grinch is good. The Jim Carrey one, obviously. They've done an animated one since, haven't they? Uh, they have, yeah. The, yeah, the Jim Carrey one's the best one, though. I could mention the one with a uh, bit of action in it, but I don't know if you're going to go for that kind of segment bit with it. Bit of diehard, but nah, I'm going to go Grinch. I think Grinch is my favourite. All right, so you've done two things. You've given me your answer and then ruined my <laughs> answer. So thanks, thanks very much. It's like Christmas spirit again. Uh, yeah, mine's probably uh, mine's probably Die Hard. I think there's big bone of contention as to whether it's actually a Christmas film or not, but you only ever see it on telly at Christmas time, so that should probably answer your question. And he's coming home both... for Christmas. Oh yeah, he's coming home for Christmas, and uh, he just has to save Christmas, you know, because uh, yeah. his wife's uh, been taken hostage. So it's got yeah, everything to do with a Christmas film. It's got yeah, it's got the tragedy that he overcomes. It is Christmas. It's snowing, for fuck's sake. So I think we're all agree that Die Hard is a Christmas film, which is great. Other classics, Jingle All The Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Never seen Ever that. Ever seen that one? Oh, that one's crack up, man, honestly. Muppets Christmas uh, Carol. Oh, another classic, Michael Caine. It's nice. a pretty good Christmas film as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go, go old school. Is that the one in black and white in New York, yeah. where they do the department stores? No, it's similar to the Christmas Carol. The yeah. film where he turns into an angel, or he's an he's an angel, and he uh, an angel comes to save him, basically on uh, on, on Christmas Eve. Has anyone seen the night before the one with night um, before Christmas? Seth Rogen and uh, oh, no, so I thought you meant the, a night a, a nightmare before Christmas. Uh, Anthony Mackie, that's fucking hilarious, man. Is it? Oh yeah, watch it. It's so funny. It's so good. I might have to watch that actually. Well, I'm uh, home alone on Chris. Oh, see. Home Alone on Christmas. 
Great. No, but you spoil it for us. What, you, do you want to give us a quick synopsis? Yeah, it's like 10 lifelong buddies uh, have always gone out on Christmas Eve to celebrate holiday together. They kind of like what oh, we're making me emotional now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them is going to be a dad, so the tradition is going to come to end. So they want one big last blowout, and it's funny as typical Seth Rogen film. Is it? There's loads of weed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, right. Well, that's the Christmas film segment done. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do a film podcast, are we? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Just before we we bid everyone a merry Christmas and a happy New Year, we probably won't see you until the New Year now. We'll come in hot on the back of three consecutive losses in the Premier League, no doubt. I think the Premier League were just conspiring to to ruin the entirety of 2020 by first knocking back or preventing the takeover and then giving us such a horrible festive run-in. So we'll be back in the new year with more of the same, hopefully. But just ahead of that, how many points do we think we're going to get in the next three games? Gray? Nine. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant the opposition playing Do we get bonus points? <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to think we will sneak a draw against. Let's be real. We're going to if we don't concede ten goals, I'll be impressed. And if we manage to score, I'll be even more impressed. So that's no points from Gray. Hodge, are you the same? Big fat zero. Big fat zero, and that's a big fat zero from me. Yeah, you could call it an o o o. Oh come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, right yeah if you need something to listen to over the festive period when you've got a bit of downtime on boxing day if you're letting all your food digest and you you have some spare time then please feel free to go back and listen to some of our old episodes you can find us on spotify apple podcasts acast you can follow us on twitter at tott podcast or you can find us on facebook by searching for talk of the tune podcast I think that's all the plugs done, all the festive plugs. And that really only leaves us one thing to say. So for the three of us here, we'd just like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2021, I guess. See you later. All the best of 2021. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.